Are you a sports fan who didn't know the NFL draft was this week? Then boy, do I have the teaser trailer for you. I'm Danny Heifetz, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show every week with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Horlbeck. We're doing mock drafts before the draft. We're grading picks after the draft. Now, do we know which picks were good and who's going to go where? No, absolutely not. We can't predict the future. But people like hearing about it. Yeah, don't you? You sickos. So we talk about it anyway. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. And guess what? If you like the draft, but you don't like me, you can go listen to the Ringer NFL Show with Kevin Clark and Nora Princiati and our other NFL experts. Or you can go to nfldraft.theringer.com to check out our massive draft guide. So come listen to the Ringer NFL Draft Show and the Ringer NFL Show on Spotify because they employ me. Or it's also available on all the other platforms that don't employ me. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Oh, hold up. Smell test. Go ahead. Sniff those pits. Now, your bits. Feet, toes, come on. Could be fresher, right? It's all good. Old Spice Total Body Deodorant Spray is gentle enough to use all over your body, giving you 24-7 lasting freshness with daily use, from pits to toes and down below. So every smell test gets a <sighs> shop for Old Spice Total Body Deodorant. Shout out to that guy, yeah. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Twenty-four percent confirmed. My major. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. It's cheap heat, like WrestleMania 2, coming to you from three different locations. That's right. Uh, I, your fo- former and forever 24-7 champion Peter Rosenberg, am in New York City. We also have in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Stack Guy Greg. Oh, yeah. And in Los Angeles, we have 35 under 35 Dipperstein. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big day. Big day today. Did, do you realize that if um, SGG, if you would Follow simply, Chicago. <laughs> I was going to say, if you would simply stop being selfish and move to Chicago, <laughs> we would actually have WrestleMania too. It would be, 
It would be mage. And I go believe, to Chicago next week. I believe Dip would <laughs> go to Chicago. I believe Dip would have the main event of uh, Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the blue steel cage at his of house. Of course. And Dipper Lock. I have enough room for it. I can tell you that. We could definitely set that up here. <laughs> you do have that one room with a very high ceiling. You could get the cage in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, do I get the Battle Royal? I think I get the Battle Royal, though, right? You do. You get the football players. The Chicago Bears are going to be there. Blah, blah, blah. Andre with the yellow tights. Brett in blue tights. I think I, I think I would get the uh, Roddy Piper, uh, Mr. T boxing vehicle. Okay. I believe. Mm. Very unsafe match. Yeah. ESP, ESPN zone gets the boxing match. Yeah, it would make Brawl sense. Brawl for all of Jays. Brawl for, brawl for all adjacent, thousand percent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. A lot to get to this week. We'll jump right into it. Hope you're enjoying the new Tuesday Times. Let us know what you think of it. Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Um, but either way, what it does do is gets us to speak more freshly about Monday Night Raw. Also puts immense pressure on us to watch Monday Night Raw in short order. Um, <laughs> Got to watch it live. Which I did my best. I did my best to do between last night and. Today, so I know Dipperstein out of the gate. Um, you you were not okay. First of all, I feel bad because the last email I read from a listener was someone very annoyed with you for how negative you are. And now I'm going to set you up here to start the show <laughs> with just a big negative Dipperstein take. And also before before he starts, though, I do have to say because we spoke about this a little bit off air, I'm offended that that I've heard not a word of what you or Dipperstein have to say. But you've automatically both assumed my position and that there's going to be some fights happening. When me and Dip agree, uh, not a lot, but I'd say it's like 60-40. What? That we agree 60-40? Yeah. The, the, the tape machines are rolling. We have some tapes. There's been some times when you've made some undeniable takes that I've had to say, you know what, Dip? You're right. And there have been some times when I've made some takes where you haven't I think that number. Which- I think that number's fair. I think the number's fair because I think that the... I think that the forty percent are way more noticeable because you start fighting. But I right. think that, I think it is probably <laughs> right. sixty forty. Here's right. here's what I'll say. I'm, the, the the subject matter that Peter is talking about right now is the Randy Orton twenty of it all celebration. The Randy Orton of the it all. 20, correct. Yeah, we're gonna circle back to the. Randy we'll circle back to the Randy of it all. Go ahead. Here's what's here's what's up. I have no problem with it being part of an angle and part of like a storyline within this within the episode. Okay, this is wrestling. Let's not forget. It is wrestling. That's that's I, a fact. But I had I I'm gonna offer a I'm gonna I'm gonna complain and then I'm gonna offer a solution to what have what wow should, you're you're that's changing that's how in front you of us. do it though that's how you do it okay and Randy Orton not even necessarily one of my guys okay I wasn't even watching every week at his peak he doesn't really mean that much to me as a as a as a wrestling fan and as a mark. But I will tell you, I am a fan of his, and I thought what they did last night was just subpar. Shocking. My okay. number one, my the 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 first thing I noticed was that they had all the guys come out at the beginning, which is a a, a story as old as time. It takes me back to the days of the the coronation of of King Haku, and 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 Mat and the and Macho the Macho King. And all the coronations and all the celebrations, and I have no coronating and coronating a thousand percent. No one loves a good coronation more than me. That's true. I will tell you. I will tell you. You can't. Randy Orton is a full-blown babyface right now. You cannot have Veer. Okay. We are trying. We are trying 
to to establish as a brand new massive dominant heel who's angry and mean and deranged looking and then have him come out and be like a clapping for Randy Orton the 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 number one yeah. one of the number one baby faces on the brand right now so that was a huge myth and even or I was I was, I was I'm gonna totally let you finish, but I have miffed. to just add into the Miz was yeah. right there too like smiling and like clapping for Randy Orton I'm like the Miz, the Miz. why would the Miz be there <laughs> That was, I mean, we all know that I live in kayfabe, but that was, that was a disgrace. I'm with okay? you, 60% right here. S- second of all, I don't know. Would have been nice to see Triple H come out. Would have been nice to see Batista. Would have been nice to see one of the, Mick Foley, even though I, I guess he's not on great terms. Whatever it was, he talked about Mick Foley. He talked about Ric Flair. It would have been cool to see a, rev- a revolution. Uh, <laughs> evolution. Re- evolution reunion or something or Mick Foley come out. Whatever. Secondly, this was the perfect opportunity to turn Riddle heel and break up RK-Bro on television, okay? We know it's working. We know it's great. We know we love it. But at the end of the day, this was the moment to have Riddle turn on Randy and make this episode of Raw a memorable episode and a, and a very memorable 20th anniversary for Randy Orton getting destroyed yeah. by his partner. Riddle that he loves and that he has hugged and spent the last six months with, which I, have been quote sorry. the best six months of his career. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I know guys. Dip has been uh, the voice of the negative quite often, and you're not wrong for thinking that. I think he's a thousand percent right here. That hey. would have been. It would have been the most Randy Orton thing to do to Randy Orton. Riddle could have proclaimed that he's the new legend killer, and he's starting with Randy Orton, and he's taking him out on his anniversary. It would it could have been, but listen, instead we got a monster. Yeah. Instead we got a, a you know a, an eight man tag with uh, you know lots so of random people tossed together. I, I love that idea by Dip. The only the only monkey wrench, and it's not our fault that this monkey wrench is there, is that they are the tag champs and they're they're trying to unify. But if it's a problem that could have been solved by having them drop the titles at any point, <laughs> this 20th anniversary was was on the calendar. They saw it coming months ago. Have them drop the titles. Have the Usos do this angle with another tag team, the Street Profits. Perhaps they want the smoke. They could have done this with the Street. They would Profits. love the smoke. They would love. The and smoke. then Riddle and Randy could have turned, <laughs> just as Dip suggested, and then give them something something mage going into SummerSlam, which they're advertising tickets for. So this is something they could have built. For months and months and months. That's a co-main in my event. Randy, in, in my event, in my opinion. <laughs> Randy Orton versus Riddle. A blood feud. Riddle's the heel. Ruins is the, is the new legend killer. Oh my God. Yeah. Riddle as the new legend killer. You're setting him up to be Randy Orton. It's yeah. the perfect thing. Was- He's just as good as Randy. I mean, it might, you know, it could be. No, he is, though. He's very, he's really smooth. He's, Riddle he's is dope. young and he got it. Like, I'm not going to go as far as as good as Randy, but he's really good. No, I agree with that. He could be. He R- could Riddle, be, yeah. Matt Riddle is an incredible wrestler. He, he is, but no, I, there, there's a, there's a, to me, I'm biased. There's a smoothness to Randy that nobody, like literally this side of Bret Hart, no one has. You know, he's just so, to me, so good. But are we comparing I, Riddle I, to Randy Right now, or are we comparing where Riddle is right now to where Randy was at that time? No, no, it's I, a fair, it's a fair comp that he could be. I just mean for me in actuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel it, that. No, the but only yes, there is that it's a tall hill to climb tall for you. Hill. Yeah, but it's it's but it's absolutely uh, a reasonable comp. So, uh, I, or, by the way, or let me just go one step further. You want to just not do even the right thing? 
even have Randy turn on Riddle, even if that was something, you know, just do something. I want something. And that's what we wanted this week from the Randy Orton 20th anniversary celebration. The furthering of a storyline, not a hug and kiss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Randy Orton should be the one. You want to keep Randy Orton face? He should be the one to beat Roman Reigns. Who else can do it? He might. No one. He might. Randy should be the one. Not Cody. Not Drew McIntyre. Randy Orton as a the ultimate babyface. If you're not gonna, you know, if you're not gonna, if you're gonna keep him babyface, he should be the one. Well, maybe. Well, Roman that Reigns. that could still that actually could. I don't see that happen. Well, that could actually be supported by what happened last night. It's part of their attempt to build him into the ultimate babyface that you could believe would be worthy of beating Roman Reigns in this spot. Because they, when they did their little compilation yesterday in, in the package, God, you forget about the level of accolades that he has. I mean, he truly has done everything. He could, Almost everything. No I king mean, of the ring. No king of the ring. But yeah. he, he could... He, he, it's not unreasonable to picture him doing that. He's that good, and he's still very active and wants to stay active. And unlike John Cena, and unlike Roman, and unlike uh, many before him, he doesn't appear to have aspirations to be elsewhere. No, he it, doesn't. It, this is what he wants to do. Like he He's even, just the best pro wrestler. That's he what even he spoke is. about that in his interview that you guys did with, the, with you, Mac, and Shoemaker about like his wife sends him on auditions and like, He'll go or like he'll read scripts, but he has just no interest in in being on on the silver screen or, or doing a movie or anything. No, like that. he's like a pro he wrestler. Wants, yeah, this is what he wants. He loves to being do. a pro wrestler. So, I, by the way, I love that. I know, of course, of course you do. So maybe 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 he is a good choice. All right. So uh, by the way, I'll be honest. I was like doing a lot last night, and I watched the opening segment, but I was like on the Peloton. I'm moving around. I didn't even notice the Veer thing. Oof. That Veer and Miz. As soon as he comes up the stairs to enter the ring, like he pauses a little bit, and you see them, not even in the background. Like three of them are in focus, and they're clapping it up for Randy Orton as he's walking into it, the it ring. Made, that is that is like just so. I don't understand. And I don't understand how the powers that be like think it's a good idea. I, I'd be so curious for what the justification is. Like it's changing something that's tried and true. Like you just don't get your baby faces and heels standing next to each other celebrating together. It's just a weird idea. Right? Because even when Theory won last week, um, it was no, it was only bad the guys heels. that came out. <laughs> yeah, it was only the heels that came out to celebrate with him. Right, and I liked it. Yeah, I was, I was like that. That makes was sense. how it's. That's how it's supposed to be. That's yeah, that's wrestling. The- that's the way it is, right? You don't need to change everything. Uh, I know people respect Randy, but not like not, Randy's an old school guy, yo. Grandfather, father, right? That's it. That's it's almost disrespectful meanwhile. of the company to send them out there with Randy. Cowboy Bob didn't like that. Didn't like seeing that. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. I don't think he did. Uh, uh, so, so you're talking about theory? I mean, the theory of it all. He's he. Yeah, the theory of it all. We're talking now. He's just a just a bona fide, like most important heel. Like he's one of the most important people in the company right now. There's something going on with Austin Theory. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Something going on. There's something going on. He needs to get rid of the beer, uh, the, the the goatee, the heelish looking goatee. Even though he's a heel, he needs to get rid of the goatee. It looks re- awful. Yeah, that's the that's he what's heelish. Ch- it looks awful. The it gear needs to change. Does it look good? The gear needs to change. I think we quickly see like a Austin Theory, Cody Rhodes, maybe feud forming, like forming or something like that after Seth. I don't know. They're going to elevate Austin Theory to be 
maybe the top heel. Are you saying they're going to give Cody Rhodes the United States Championship? Is that too much America on America on America? No. I think that sounds pretty right to me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, But Austin Theory, I mean, just a bona fide next generation star right now. I mean, there's just no, there's just no question. He's got it all too. Yeah. I mean, there's got to give him credit that, for sort of building the next generation right now. I yeah. will tell you, I know I, I complain a lot. You, there is a clear next generation of stars to carry the company forward. Austin theory, definitely one of them. Matt Riddle, definitely one of them. Um, Montez, you know, Dawkins, Montez Ford for sure. So, um, Anyway, I'm, I wasn't completely uninterested in Raw last night. I, you know, you, wow, you saw that is good, so great. We should. I'm going to send the you, writers a note. <laughs> you should. This is something you know, for them to build on. Dip wasn't completely uninterested last night. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Mustafa Ali, Mustafa Ali, but it was definitely a shock to see him come back. They must have promised him the world because he was unhappy about his spot. Apparently, he didn't like how he was being booked. He felt like he was being misused. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden you see him in the ring now with Austin Theory and and um, and the Miz and sort of looking important and kind of being good on the mic, too. Yeah, I, I can't speculate too much on what they might have promised him because who knows, right? Who knows if if maybe he got pressure from home to be like AEW right, you know, didn't want him. It's time. Yeah, we who, don't know. exactly. It could it could be it could be many things. But what I will say, though, too, is this like dip. You touched upon, you know, some of his his problems and issues that he had. And they did too last night on Monday Night Raw. And I think they did. I feel like that sort of highlights the difference between WWE and AEW, right? Because Miz and Theory and and even Corey Graves, they got off some one liners that I think if they were in AEW, because the AEW fan base is so tapped into social media and what's happening online, those would have got bigger pops. Like Theory told them you took your ball and went home and like it. It was it land none none of the zingers landed like they landed for us because we know what was going on but the general audience didn't catch it at all. You're not wrong, SGG, but I will tell you that the manufactured audience noise that they have put out there every single week for the last three years is is in more crazy than ever and is more like so we don't even know what po- what real pops are and what real pops aren't anymore. I honestly <laughs> but, don't. I, you, but you those lines got I mean, no reaction though. It, that would have been at least a point to put in the manufactured no ooh or something. They got a fake reaction. <laughs> I, I, you're not wrong. I'm just saying, like, by the way, last night was, and SmackDown this week had crazy fake crowd noises. I mean, it was just, the the entire, like, Edge promo um, on SmackDown, when they were, when he was on the throne, like, you could just, you could just see the person using the crossfader to, to use the fake crowd noise. It was, it was insane. It was, like, really high in the beginning, and then immediately went down and went up again, and then went down, and then went up. It was, like... Who are they fooling with this? It's so wild. It's, it's it's such a bummer that that's the only thing we've kept. Like it, it like listen. Even though I, obviously we fought ardently against SUG and his how much he liked the Thunderdome era, I'm sure there are good things that could have come from it. Right, like um, highlighting the things people say in the ring, learning to do promos in a way that are a little bit quieter and more uh, personal. To the camera, there are things you could have taken from the Thunderdome. Instead, what's been taken is the crowd, the fake crowd noise, which no one wants. It's I just don't get it. Whatever the sound mixing is, it doesn't work. It it doesn't work. I don't know who's listening to this and saying this is this sounds right. If they had, if they were doing it better, 
then okay. But it, it's it's like immediate drops and and well, like, you shouldn't notice it. If it was good, we wouldn't know it was happening. You shouldn't notice it. If if it's truly yeah. good, even the most the insane, NBA did it. Even the most insane complaining fan, I won't name names, would not notice it <laughs> if it was well done. That's Look, that's the that's the truth of it. I okay. Let me go back to the no. Complaint. We got. We can't. We, we, we are. Are you going to go back to now killing another thing? We got to break no. for something positive. No, I was. Excuse me. I'm, listen, I'm reading the feedback, Dip. I'm reading the feedback. We can't crush for 45 minutes straight. We need to crush, then take a minute and say, oh, this was nice. I enjoyed this. How about that? We I mean, haven't even gotten to Oscar yet. There are other things defense, to complain though, about. You want to get to Oscar? <laughs> I said there are other. That, no, that's my point is there are other things to complain about. So we got to go through and find some. Let's find some nice things about last night. In Dip's defense, if he can't find any nice things, then what do you want? Like he, uh, that's a, that's fair. He's that, not here to say nothing. I know the rule is if you find something nice, don't say anything. But he's, but that's he's not, here yeah, to that's say something. Me. Let me say something. That's fair. I, I am. I am. First of all, I just said they. I did about a gigantic positive blanket statement. They are building the next generation of stars. It's clear. Okay, that is a I that is it. a positive blanket statement. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Butch, a big Matt cozy Riddle, blanket. Montez Ford, Austin Theory. These people are great. And I love Cody Rhodes, too, these days. So I, I, there's, there's plenty I like. Last week was a lull. This week, I enjoyed the show. As a whole, I enjoyed the show. I thought there was things. I like Edge and Damian Priest a lot. I, like I, a lot I, I love that situation. I love a, a good macabre situation. I'm a big macabre Oh, there's, it's very, very macabre. Do you think they add people to this faction? Because I know I saw some rumors online. People are speculating that Rhea might be in there, that yeah, we, you know, some people want to see then. Finn in there. Do you think they add, or, or is it good like this with just the two of them? Does Edge need yeah. a brood, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I would love to see a larger a larger thing come out of that. I think it'll be fun. Cause they've just gotten so like faction-averse, it seems. And then like when they did try it with Retribution, it just didn't work, and they gave up, and they did it with a bunch of people. I mean, the most notable name of Retribution was M- Mustafa Ali, who at the time was not even a really super notable name. So this is different. You have an opportunity here that's a little different. Uh, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see more from it. Um, how about they're they're doing something with Champa? He's chomping and chomping. He turned heel this week officially. So he's uh, officially a bad Great. guy. Great. He thrived as a bad guy at NXT. Like agreed. That is what took him to the level that he is now, and and just him. Be, being a bad guy and sort of him attacking his best friend to do it. Um, Johnny Gargano, which is a tried and true method of getting somebody over as a heel is having them turn on their best friend. But he showed that as a bad guy, he he is probably one of the best heels that they've ever had in NXT. So if and, he brings that act up to the main. And he uh, and he showed up and, and beat up Ali after his match against The Miz. By the way, were they calling him Ali one name only or no? No, his, Mustafa Ali was on the was on the tron. Mustafa Ali, okay, great. That, by the way, that must have been a demand. He's like, I'm not calling myself by Mustafa, okay, or I'm not calling myself Ali. Ali, I'm Mustafa Ali. He probably said that. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Yeah, hopefully, I like I like this. I like this theory of of him getting these like a list of demands off. It's a nice thought. Why not? It is. It is because he did seem very unhappy. Um, and and by the way, I do think he has a lot of potential. So I'm I'm glad that He's someone. Awesome. I'm glad someone thought that we should kick the tires here again because he's he's something. Now he does, he does, and and like you said too, he asked for his release. So, like 
they could have gave it to him. People that asked for their release and they got it. So I'm glad that somebody said like, you know, we we might have something with this guy. I don't like that. I don't like uh, WWE asked the question, um, who is this in regard to Sam Smothers, the Joe Bear that had a match with Veer mm-hmm. Mahan? And WWE said, who is this? Wrong answers only. A lot of people said uh, at Rosenberg Radio, which was... <laughs> <laughs> I am not Sam Smothers, just to be. Oh my God. I would never. I'm a former champion. I would never go out the way he did. Don't work the audience, Sam. Fine, I'm Sam Smothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice to see Bianca Belair get like a real welcome. It seemed in her hometown. She seemed very over in Knoxville. Obviously, she should be, but uh, it was still nice to see. And a dominant win too. Dominant win. She over got some Sony advice Dino. from the mayor before she came out. And by the way, is it uh so I guess it is time to say I have to I don't know what SGG is going to say cuz w- this is a character who that we've argued about many many times. Maybe some of our most me and, maybe some of me and Greg's most passionate arguments have come around this character. The return of Asuka to me was such a missed opportunity because the reason in my opinion Asuka needed to get off TV for a while was because it felt like nothing was going on and the character wasn't connecting. So she goes off of TV for a very long time and comes back to interrupt Becky No Belts and crowd pops to the music. She comes out and everything was the exact same, including her saying the only reason that she's going to be able to uh, hurt Becky is because no one's ready for Asuka. Like, it just, to me, did nothing to further... Uh, it. Like, let's just start exactly where we were. Isn't the point of these times often to get a little freshness around the character? I mean, listen, I'm, I didn't want her to go, uh, you know, full Gunter. New name, new look, new everything. <laughs> but but a, a little freshening up here to give us a reason. Maybe someone with her. Um, maybe we don't have the green stuff under the eyes. Maybe I, I don't know. I like the green Something. stuff. You, I, I, I don't <laughs> Leave the, the green, green stuff. stuff. You don't love. I don't love the. I don't love the green stuff. Um, I just I just was like, why? So what? What? I know her and Becky have a history, but I didn't really remember anything about it in that moment i just saw someone come back and yelling yeah i didn't need i don't think they should have changed her presentation at all but i did need more of a, more of a motivation for why she decided to come back Dude, and target sh- becky get rid because of because if sure. the last time they saw the last time we saw them together becky handed her a title so where's the beef right Who i mean is, does she feel robbed out of an opportunity to have faced becky or something like there was you know, there's no there's no motivation. So that that's my gripe with with the Oscar they, return is that why? But the presentation I'm okay with. I like the presentation for ten years. They should have wiped the presentation completely clean. They should have gotten rid of all the colors or had her have the same presentation but all in black, and had her be a heel. That would have been at least something. Forget the rainbow colors and neon colors. Put her all in black. And have her be like the ultimate. I mean, I, and then she wouldn't have been able to be with Becky, but put her with someone else. Send her that after Bianca. Cool. Send that, her after and, Bianca. Okay, exactly. send her after Bianca. That <laughs> would have been awesome. Even if they didn't want to change like the whole thing with Asuka, make her a you know a dark heel and put her all in black. 
That would have been cool. That Although I got to say that that is sort of the only two speeds. It feels like the only two speeds we get for the women's division are like multicolored happy time or Sonia Deville, Shayna Baszler, dress them in all black. Like that's literally the only those seem they seem to be the only speeds that we get. And I just I, I feel like the, the the presentation of this version of Asuka, it's fine. It can just only get you so far. And you know, the the happy go lucky dancing and stuff for me, for the most badass, probably the most in in ring, the badass, most kick ass performer they have in the division. I just don't need the sort of like dancing happy land. I'd like to see her just kick the hell out of people. That that's what she and, does. Or have a touch have an actual character would be great too. Yeah. And you touched on exactly why she why she's worked for the past ten years, right? Because when the bell rings, that's what that's what really the fans remember that that she's gonna kick somebody's ass. I don't know. So yeah. hopefully they hopefully they haven't touched that aspect of the presentation, right? Because that remains to be seen. Well, too. that would make that would make no sense. That would be they're not gonna that would be touching that. the only the part that works. Yeah, she's gonna wrestle the way she always wrestled, I'm sure. But I, I I'm I just would I'm ready for a Oscar needed even, to change up for sure. I mean, that's I, 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 I don't I don't even love Oscar's song. I, there's so I could change wow. so much about Oscar. I like the song. The song is great. Song's fun. I like the song. The whole thing to me is not worthy of her talent. Like I, I think it's all fine, but I just think she's, I just think she's better than, than all of it. And I do think they do this thing. There's too often. There's too much happiness. I'm telling you, my big, my number one concern. I don't have many concerns. <laughs> you about, say there's too much happiness. Yeah, I don't have many concerns about Bianca Belair. Like things are going great. I, I really want the happiness to get toned down one notch. Like I, you gotta let people turn into serious characters too. It's something that happens with women in this company more than any than anyone else. Is that there? We 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 get stuck in a pattern of everyone being happy go lucky. Bianca's an ass kicker, man. Like she's an athlete. Yeah, she should have fun. After she wins, she should have yeah. fun. But, but some, she has fun before she wins too, right? Like it, she's not happy go lucky in the ring when it's go time. And- no, but but I, to me, it's a hard switch. That that switch is hard. Like I like, I like. See, I would like seeing a little bit less happy. Little, little less fun time, you know. It's, it's like it, that's a pet peeve of mine in sports in general. I don't want to see last night after the Nets lose, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant hugging with all the Celtics for ten minutes. Like, can I see one bit that you cared? Don't, don't show me it's a work. Walk off the court in anger. Then when you see them backstage, you go, hey man, great game. Oh, how you been? Oh, how's your family? Okay, you have to sit there hugging and groping each other for ten minutes like they didn't just embarrass you. More Who's of the player that refused Chris Paul's hand. Oh, it happens constantly. That, but that's that's like new adjacent. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's definitely new. And Who's that player that refused Chris Paul's hand to like get? He did it right. I can't remember his Patrick name. Beverly. Yes. Yeah. He he did it right. No, no. Pat Beverly does. Pat Beverly's kayfabe only. He <laughs> hates people. Not he did not it right. not like you ask him about people he doesn't like, and he's like, no, that's my brother. No. He, he, it's maybe behind the scenes it is, but on, on the mic, put those, put on a damn show for people, man. Like, I get it. I get it. The players want to, uh, they want to look out for other players. They're all in a fraternity together. I understand that, but that fraternity should kind of come behind the scenes, not standing in front. Like, I know you guys are all into paying your hard earned money to see your team win, but really we're all just friends. We're all winners. (laughs) We're all winners. No one wants to spend their hard earned money on that. Sorry. That's just, that's how it is. Uh, by the way, uh, we didn't even mention outside the ring SGG. I, I, I apologize for that. And there's, uh, I didn't know if you were going to hit it. There was the the Tyson Fury story this week. Yeah, I saw he he 
was victorious against Dillian White. Uh, teased a teased a mixed martial arts match, but then also mentioned that he was interested in coming to the WWE. He said, "Don't rule it out. He would be happy to engage in some talks, and if it could be worked out, we would see Tyson Fury in a WWE ring." And honestly, he's a big name. He would be a great get for WWE. But I think the Fury that they should make a play for is Tommy Fury. He's younger. He's in better shape. He's better looking. He's ad- as good on the mic. <laughs> Come on. And he's cheaper. They're going to get more mileage out of him. And you're going to probably get Tyson Fury to show up to support his brother anyway. So I think Tommy Fury is the play. But I'll take either one because they, they could both put on a show. I think Tyson Fury is the, the get there, buddy. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> the biggest star in boxing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that anyone's ever seen I've never seen his brother fight. Only that no, I know brother's, about his, his brother's good. His brother's also his brother's also undefeated. No, no, I know. I know his brother has a good record, and I know there's conversation about him fighting Jake Paul. But that's all I that's all I know. I mean, Tyson Fury is incredibly entertaining. There now there could one day be a transition to both. But uh, listen, it's going to be fine if Tyson Fury has a full. Wait, it would be a second match, right? No, he did an appearance, right? Because Cain Velasquez had a. Oh, it would be his second match because he was at. One of the Saudi shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he did a Saudi show. That's what I thought. Um, yeah, it would be his second match. Who was his in match a with? A long again? time. Who was it um, with again? Because Kane had Braun. Braun Strowman. Tyson had Braun, yeah. And it actually wasn't bad. If I recall, he wasn't bad. No. I think he did better than Kane, who, who actually was trading. Well, I mean, let's not even let's let's not even talk about. Cain Velasquez. Here's my um, prediction for WrestleMania 39. Wow, we already have one. I think, I think we get John Cena versus Austin Theory. What are your thoughts? You think that was the Why? beginning of this weekend? Their social media th- back and forth? Yeah, I do. I think, I think Cena definitely wrestles next year. The Rock wrestles next year. This year, you Cena out, and The Rock. Yeah, I think this year pulled out all the stops. They're not going to go backwards. <laughs> They're going to have to keep it keep it moving. <laughs> I think you're fair. getting. I think you're getting Cena versus Austin Theory, and Theory goes over Cena, and becomes the new Cena. So that's that's Theory what goes over Cena and becomes the new Cena. Yeah, the beginnings of the new Cena. He's got it all. He's got the look. I, I like how you just casually say he's going to become overnight the guy who no you, not overnight who, hold on not over, <laughs> yeah. hold, hold on who you selected for tier one he's he's so because he looks good on paper what does the tears have to do with it I'm the not fact saying, that I didn't say overnight do not put words in my mouth but you put <laughs> but you're assuming it's a foregone conclusion that Austin Theory will be John Cena now for me for me to claim that isn't that crazy because I don't have John Cena in, in tier one. Where did I have him? Tier three? Tier two? You didn't have a tier three. So for me, it wouldn't be that crazy. But for you to say, assuredly, that Austin Theory is going to become a tier one superstar that, is... That means, <laughs> that means that Dip is saying that Austin Theory will be the guy of the next generation, right? Because his tiers, were, his tiers were like best of the generation. That's right. That's right. I, your tier one was you own the generation. I feel that it's possible. How about that? Feel that it's possible is a more reasonable uh, 
It is. And it gives you such a big I think, out. I think you're creating something what? that I didn't say. I did not say, you know, it becomes you, the oh. new Cena. Like, are you, like, like it didn't. Wait, wait, yes, you did. That's a, that's a direct quote. That that's is a direct quote. You just quoted yourself. I know. I'm not. You I, said because. I didn't say he transforms like, like Shang Tsung into John Cena. Okay. I'm just saying he, you know, it, like he. He, like, they allude to it. Like, oh, this guy is the uh, the next good-looking guy who's going to be the champion. Okay, hold on, hold on. But there's two different things. Are you <laughs> suggesting that they're simply going to say and pretend that he's the next Cena? <laughs> By the way, <laughs> probably. Knowing that. Right, right. Yes. So, so storyline, he's the next Cena, or he really is the next Cena? Which are you saying? Because I could see him storyline being, oh, this is the next John Cena. But, Pete, but it's turning into real life is a different thing. This is such a BS conversation because we know it's, what he said and we know what he meant, but he's trying to take this he's, out of he's like. He's SGGing us a thousand percent. <laughs> I, you're, you are, you're, you're creating it. I feel very, first of all, I feel very bullied. I feel very bullied. You're, you're, you're pretzeling up a storm. <laughs> your I, leg I just, is in your mouth. Oh, get out of here. You people. You people. <laughs> um. Anything happen on uh, SmackDown this week, SUG? No. Um, no. SmackDown <laughs> was very slow. The Usos <laughs> the Usos furthered their rivalry with oh. with the with the Orton and Riddle oh, with another no, loss. How interesting. Was Roman yeah. off TV again? He was backstage, so he we actually saw him on screen. The, the week before we saw him, we saw his name on the door. He must this be week injured. We saw He's him injured. on screen. No, he, he, he he's think injured. There's something going is. on. I'm starting to think he is. He Something's he doesn't even come on. out. There, well, there's, there's there's something going on. There's something going. Although he did a- although it's interesting, if he was injured, wouldn't they, I would have done a pre-tape with him from home? Why show him at the building? Where was SmackDown last week? Do you remember? Well, wasn't or, it pre-taped from the week before? Right, because they went oh, on a European tour. No, no, I think it was two. They did this past week. Oh, they did two this past week. Okay, I believe so. I think SmackDown was from Albany, right? Were they in Albany, New York? Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. God, can you believe um, they're so can you believe they're back here again in two weeks? They're at, where they're they at my favorite. They're at Nassau Coliseum in two weeks. Because they were in Buffalo like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, they they're they're it's it's unbelievable the amount of time that they do here. Nassau Coliseum. Why, why would they just bring it together like Buffalo, Raw, Buffalo, Rochester, and hit them all and then leave New York State? Why are they going in and the, out and Europe and back and yeah, it's a, it's, it's a weird period, but the SmackDown a week from this week, the SmackDown before the WrestleMania Backlash pay-per-view is Nassau Coliseum. In fact, my guess is we'll have a guest next week on promoting that event. When is WrestleMania Backlash? What day? That is the weekend of the 7th. I see. Uh-huh. In Providence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Um, did you, did you, uh, I was having a really heated conversation this week on social media about bagels. Dip, did you see? <laughs> I saw a portion of it. I gotta be honest. I didn't see the whole thing. I saw, so, I saw, I saw your live. You saw a portion of the, you saw a portion of the live. You watched the live SGG? I did. And a lot I would of like people to say sent that. it to me. Really? <laughs> oh, cause it's up your alley, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. It's, yes. It's, I would say bagels up my alley. <laughs> it's your brand <laughs> yeah so if, if you're sending bagels and cream cheese to people who uh openly denounce bagel and cream cheese i would like to take this time to say that I, i'm also not a fan you want to have a conversation about bagels, bagels? <laughs> no, i'll talk about it all day oh, because, because you want you want bagels so what if happened was the, the the catalyst for this and this came up recently on the k show and then it came up again organically out of the blue was uh, a guy who worked for espn a former player named dan orlovsky randomly tweeted like 
cream cheese is disgusting. It doesn't belong on a bagel. You know, take the bagel, spread some butter, call it a day or something like that. That's a and, horrible take that I would absolutely agree with for free bagels and cream cheese, by the way. Okay, so <laughs> I – You see what Troy so just I, said? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. This is oh why the relationship's God. not working. Oh, my God. Do you see God. what's going on here? Hold on. Troy, Troy, you prefer – Now we you know. Think ba- now we you know. think bagels with butter is the way to go? I should – think bagels with peanut butter is the ultimate way to go. Uh, okay. But not cream cheese, though. No, definitely not cream cheese. Now oh we God. see why this relationship with the girlfriends on the rocks. Yeah, so is it true that you and the you and the Jewish girlfriend not not going so well, huh? <sighs> Could be going better. We did, however, celebrate a Seder together last Friday. We, we oh, uh, you're in so you're in for another six months, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, Who read the four questions? Uh, I read the first of the four questions. We actually went through uh, about 10 steps of the Seder, but I had my first matzo ball soup, had some kugel. Uh, Here, hold on. Hold on. Let me answer the first question for you. Why is this night different from all other nights? We're spreading peanut butter on bagels. <laughs> <laughs> no, here we go, Troy. Since you did it, I'll start. You jump in. Manishtana. Uh, some, something hallelujah. Uh, oh, you're, you're, okay. he remembers Holly Lowe. He remembers Holly Lowe. That's a very memorable phrase, Holly Lowe. Yeah, I mean, it's not Dainu. Dainu is the most memorable right. word from the Seder. You remember Dainu, oh, yeah. right, Troy? Ended every line. It was quite catchy. Die Dainu, die Dainu. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> so you went to a Seder, mm-hmm. but things are not great. Mm. Is it possible your horrid taste in bagels is the culprit in this relationship? I mean, it is possible. We have vastly different food tastes. I have a very oh. bland palate. She does not taste highly to this. By the way, it, it's amazing. Troy and Michael K have both served to prove my point. When the literally one and two, the the two most bland palates I know in my life, both say. Bagel with butter is the way to go. You solidify the argument for me. So I actually appreciate you, Troy. Thank you. You're welcome. Because he's, I don't, if I don't have cream cheese, I'll put butter. I'll even put margarine on the bagel. Sure. If I really need yeah, it. If you don't have. So I mean, with jelly. Maybe some jelly on the bagel. Sure. But it's not the go-to top-tier choice, though. Like in your, in the, of course yeah. not. I, I put loads of cream cheese on. I don't like just a film of cream cheese. I put low clumps, clump clumping it. I, I, I'll tell you right now, I was in a, a, a bagel shop in Brooklyn, New York, by the Barclays Center, and I ordered a, a bagel with hot dog meat on it. And uh, they said, "Jr., we don't we don't normally do this, but for you, for you, we will." And by God, by God, it was delicious. Um, for me. I'm not saying you can't have butter on a bagel, but let me tell you this right now, though. This maniac, Michael Kay, and I believe Dan Orlovsky both said butter on the bagel and bagel untoasted. At the very least, if you're putting butter on, it's going to be on a hot toasted bagel. so, So the butter's melting on it. That's the only option we have. You're putting cold butter on a cold bagel? Why do you even bother? No, no, it's got to be melted. The butter needs to melting, be melting on. Melting, the, it's the, the only option. P. I, yeah, you're not putting. You're not putting like a cold. I mean, cold butter on a cold bagel is putrid. It's puch. I I like Michael K. So I feel bad <laughs> even saying this, but you might have been spending a lot of time in, the, in this past few years with a serial killer. Believe so, me, I know. Like, this is. This isn't the only evidence I have. There's a lot of evidence to, to that points to something going on here. Untoasted Ask him if it's butter or margarine. 
Oh, he would mean butter. He's a Gentile. It's it's butter. Only Jews have houses filled with margarine. Let me tell you this right now, okay? Yeah? Oh, yeah. You walk into a Gentile's my, home, there's butter in the fridge. My my mother was one of the biggest country crock guys in the biz oh, today. My, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my mother was a big country crock person. Really? Tubs, my, of, tubs of country crock. No, my mom was using the cheap off-brand margarine. And then I like when I, you know, when I went on to like meet new people and go to other homes and they'd have butter, I'd be like, oh my God, what is this? Real butter? What is real butter? <laughs> Isn't it amazing when you open up the fridge of, of somebody else and you, you could just immediately tell it's what their parents bought when they were younger? I remember that when I was when I was first moved to LA and I was living with my roommate and I he went food shopping. I opened up the fridge one day and I saw uh what's the other ketchup? Hunts, not Heinz. not Heinz. Hunts, Hunts. I, I saw Hunts. Yeah, I almost fainted. I, I literally, I, I, my I beams of sweat started running down my forehead. <laughs> I almost collapsed on the floor from the Hunts. And it's obviously just I mean, what he, what he had. How could you buy Hunts ketchup? Who sees the Heinz and sees the Hunts and says Hunts? Well, the Hunts, only, I'm grabbing the Hunts. only person who says Hunts is someone who does not see Heinz. That's why. Oh, they're out of Heinz, so everyone wanted it. So now I got to get Hunts. The Hunts marketing though, they got the like mother bought the, no, Hunts. the no high fructose corn syrup and the the so Hunts presents itself as like a more healthy alternative. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah, it's like no sugar. Not back in the day. No, I'm saying like now. No sugar. It's the, like it's, no high fructose corn syrup and you know the chemical additives and blah blah blah. Well, listen, I just want to say to everyone out there, if you're wondering what does uh, Peter Rosenberg have on his bagel, uh, let me just be clear, it is a Lightly toasted sesame. Or these days, Natalie's got me into egg everythings. I enjoy those all. Egg everything is my, is my number one. Oh, really? It's a, gra- it's a great bagel. Where do you get a good egg everything? H&H. H&H has egg everything. Oh, yeah. Sure they do. They're, wow. They're egg How everything. They've never taken me for an egg everything. <laughs> They're egg everything's around here. I, I'm, getting it, I'm getting it scooped out. Chive cream cheese, mm. tomato. And if I'm feeling crazy and want to spend $17 these days... Chive cream cheese, lox, tomato. Okay. That's the mine. bagel Let order. Me. I'm doing everything lightly toasted. Then I put clumps of cream cheese on. Then to then I sprinkle capers onto the cream cheese. They, too far. They, they, catch, they catch the cream cheese. It, ca- it catches the capers. Then I put two pieces of lox on and then eggs over that. Eggs? And then I have to take a bite. Eggs. What? What's the problem with eggs? Eggs, locks? What the, what I've you? never heard of someone putting eggs and locks on a bagel. On a, ba- I've never heard of that. Eggs and locks. You're what not doing this everything? all the time. This has to be a very special. You're a, you're cooking for yourself and your home. No, I I used to do it at Barney's Greengrass, which is now closed. Oh, or, or, or you're in a restaurant. You can order the eggs and then you put it on the bagel. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not doing this at home. What are you crazy? But no, but but by I the order. way, but I'm saying if you go to a bagel shop, you're not ordering eggs. Also, you're just getting a bagel. Well, you guys have bagel shops. We don't have that. We don't have a place you go, a bodega, you go and you have a bagel shop. Really? We order a bagel. I have to go to a restaurant to get a bagel. Yeah, well, here, by the way, I mean, yeah, you can get a you can get. A, I mean, there's, there's you can a get couple a shit, bagel stores. You can get a shit bagel at a bodega, but here what we have is every three blocks, there's just a bagel store. Like, literally. Beautiful yeah. bagel. Beautiful bagels. A beautiful, I mean, you know. we. I've been eating bagels at your house till, since the beginning of time. Uh, SGG, what's your bagel choice? I love a salt bagel. I, I'm not going to I, I got to tell you, an underrated bagel. I love a salt bagel with cream cheese. Interesting. It's 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 just magnifique. Right. Salt of the earth. <laughs> exactly. I love that Natalie loves an egg everything. Yeah. 
She's a great woman. Maybe she's with the wrong guy. What, what I'll give her all, I'll give her all the egg, everything bagels, uh, her, her heart until her heart's content. I know. I, she's an amazing woman. What can I say? SGG, wait, what's your topping of choice with the salt? Just like a cream cheese, like a plain cream cheese. Let a regular toasted salt salt bagel or no? Toasted, of course. Yeah. Toasted salt bagel cream cheese. Oh, delightful. That's a delightful bagel. Simple, delicious. People classic. Being, classic. I can't believe people are anti cream cheese out here. It's, yeah, that's, that's and, the and, insane and, take. And here's the funny part: it was actually a real. I'm not kidding. I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I felt such an angry feeling at at Orlovsky speaking so matter of factly about it. I immediately go to his Wikipedia page to confirm that he's not Jewish. And then I said, you know what? I now understand the feeling of black people who hear me matter of factly (laughs) speak on black culture and say, you know what, Rosenberg, shut up. I I swear to God, it was it was the first time I understood. I went, you know what? Dan should just shut up. (laughs) He doesn't know what he's talking about. He said, shut up. You know what you say? You you got an in summation about this. You should really be talking to Roman Reigns about this. I know he's at, at the end of the day. Yeah, he's the head he's of the putting table. Putting the food on the table. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I've never had a bagel at uh when you when you go to WrestleMania in particular, there's a breakfast spread because people are there all day. Actually, I think they have breakfast spread at the regular pay-per-views too. I'm just not there that early. But I don't know. I have to find out about the bagels. Now, before we uh anything else. mail. Let's hit a little bit of mailbag. Um Love this message from Pete. Hey, Pete, dip and and not BGG. That's right. Gent, Gentile listener here. I'm the son of an Irish dad and a Puerto Rican mother, so needless to say, I grew up in a Catholic household. That being said, I thoroughly enjoy your tangents about various Jewish topics and traditions. It's like a window into a world I don't know much about. Whether it's your Seder plate or hot takes on types of horseradish, at least this listener appreciates it. And I highly encourage you to keep up the great work. I've started integrating words like fakakta into my vernacular. And who doesn't love a good matzo ball soup? From one Pete to another, enjoy yourselves. Thank you, Pete. Wow. What a great guy. Yeah, that is. That was something. How about this one? Male. Sam writes and says... Pete, I've been hashtag with the life, but also with the show since the days of me listening to the yet unnamed Grant Led Wrestling Podcast on my iPod Nano. I've never written in before, but your Jewish Jim Ross just turned on a light bulb for me. When I hear that voice, all I can hear is the Chappelle character, Leonard Washington. And then he sends a couple of clips and says, or maybe a bit of Silky Johnson. Don't know if that's a good thing or a great thing. Anyway, stay mage and take it easy, man. Uh, that's Sam, the great Sam Rock. Uh, oh, and here's uh, Nathan. Male. Whose subject is shut up dip. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man, sometimes dip is so negative towards literally everything. It's like shut the front door, bro. It's fast forward on the pod annoying. And it's not even constructive criticism. Just blah, 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 hate, hate, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) There's no way he wrote that. Are we finally reaching the point of too much dip? Who was great when he popped in once a while, but every week? Love the show as always. Been listening since the show began. (laughs) Dip? By the way, I... I, You've got heat with Nathan. By the way, I disagree. I think I'm great. (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) secondly... 
Secondly, I always try to offer solutions to, to the criticism. And, um, you know, I think I've been more, honestly, last week I was pretty negative, but in general, I, 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 please, I enjoyed WrestleMania just as much as the next guy. Well, and also, I mean, and, uh, I, and I love AEW these days. I mean, I'm not that, and I gotta be honest with you. I, 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 I think I'm usually right about the things that I, you do. You think you're right. I never would have uh, guessed that would be your mail. Uh, Spencer writes, anyway, that guy's a schmigaggy. Spencer, I agree. Spencer, I bet a great guy. Spencer writes, gentlemen, I am I am the Mark who had a sweet Pete who had sweet Pete sign my twenty four seven title. I have a few notes from meeting you guys. One, all three great guys. Two, two. BGG is very physically is a very physically large man. Who I am six one, and he draped his arm over me like I'm a child. <laughs> three. Dip is a very physically small man. Four, <laughs> shout out to Shoemaker for getting the Forever 24-7 champ to notice me holding my 24-7 title and telling Pete to go sign it. Also a great guy. One last thing. Dip said that there were marks videoing him meeting his idols, the powers of pain. That was me and my crew. Unfortunately, no video was taken. However, dead. However, Dip said this is a moment 47 times. <laughs> 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 it was, man. Oh my god! I wish they had video of you saying this is a moment. I thought they were taking a video. I wanted that video, but alas. Um, Chris writes us and says, "Been a fan of the show. You dip in SGG for more than for more than a minute. Top tier stuff." My question is about your Charlotte Flair and Ronda conversation. I agree with Dip that this is the coldest feud in wrestling, and I got to give props to Charlotte for basically dragging it into any sort of relevancy. If Charlotte beats Ronda at WrestleMania Backlash, what happens next for the SmackDown Women's Division? Charlotte has on record said she's been disappointed with this title reign because she hasn't had many opportunities to defend her title, but SmackDown's babyface roster is pretty bare. Naomi and Sasha have the tag titles. Shotzi's a heel but hasn't been on TV in forever. Aaliyah's push seems over, and Lacey just got back and is listed as their third babyface. If you were booking Charlotte's next two months before she gets married in June, how would you book it? And how would you book Ronda on the way to fighting Becky at next year's Mania? Thanks for reading this, guys. You guys need to do a live show in Toronto whenever the WWE hosts a premium live event there post-pandemic. Mage all day. Thank you, Chris. Well, you guys know how I feel. I, I, would, have, I would have Ronda Rousey say I quit in two weeks and say goodbye for a while. Same. I, that, yes, I, same. Well said. <laughs> I, I, I think that... I think that Charlotte saying getting Ronda to say I quit does two things. It three things. It really helps Charlotte. Obviously, that's an awesome accolade to have. The person who made Ronda Rousey say I quit is still meaningful. Ronda doesn't appear like she's that into it right now. Give her a little bit of a break and give them an opportunity to come back and start over fresh with Ronda when if they want to do that. Because yeah. I just don't I just don't think this time around is there's something missing. There's, there's some bit of energy missing. Agreed. And as far as the path to Ronda Becky at WrestleMania, I do not see one with this version of Ronda Rousey that we have right now. I'm sorry. This is just it's going to happen. So try to try to book it in your brain <laughs> as best you can. Well, listen. Okay, so then you want to go with the very obvious. They're gonna. Uh, I mean, they're gonna bring back the storyline from four years ago, and 
you know, and uh, Becky's going to be looking to prove herself again, and she's going to need to get a title back because she's lost the title to Bianca, and she's Becky no belts, and then Ronda would have the Charlotte's SmackDown title, and Becky would go over to SmackDown, and they would show clips of them in the triple threat from four years ago, and we have a match at WrestleMania. There you go. There you go. So that's that's unfortunately where I where I think we are. I'm not saying I really don't want to say like listen, I Ronda at her best has had moments that were really exciting. It's just right now there's something something's not right. Um male. Peter, SGG, and the Majent Dipperstein, I've always wanted to try gefilte fish as it may be the most fun two-word phrase to say. However, I am not Jewish. Would this be cultural appropriation? If I were to try gefilte fish, and if it's not, how should I try gefilte fish? Is it better on its own, or should I try it on a bagel? Your podcast is the only one I make sure to listen to right away when it comes out. Thank you, JD, and let me just save you some embarrassment. Gefilte fish and a bagel is not a thing, okay? Um, you, ha- you have the gefilte fish by itself with a little bit of horseradish. So just buy some... You just buy some horseradish sauce. They have it. They'll have it right near the gefilte fish at the grocery store. You buy the horseradish sauce. If you want, go traditional. Get the Manischewitz red. Get the Manischewitz gefilte fish. Bring it home. You take out two pieces of gefilte fish. Scoop some of the Manischewitz uh, horseradish on the plate. Not, not too much. Not too much. Not too much. And then you just you dip you dip into the horseradish, and that's it. And enjoy. Chill it though. Chill the chill the fit, the gavilta fit. Of course, you don't want to eat it warm. I, I mean, some people like it warm. I don't. I like it cold. So I guess he has to have it both ways to see how he likes it. Then right, have it warm. I I, mean, I, I, I I'm I'm with dip. I wouldn't even bother with the warm. I go right to the fridge. Some being, people like it warm. I understand. By they the way, I, warm. I had Sephardic um, Passover last week. A very different experience yet again. They have amazing items that we just don't eat. It's you're getting very niche now. Very. <laughs> All right, I won't go into. It. I I won't go into it. Let's uh, let's put a bow on this thing. Rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com. That is how you reach the program. And the Black Power Rankings, the Shad Gaspard Black Power Rankings on this uh, April 20-something, depending when you're listening episode. Um, I, I'll just be cheap and easy here and start things off and give it to Bianca Belair, who had her hometown uh, return as champion. Um, I remember the last time they had her in Knoxville, I believe. She got the key to the city, and then she got attacked, I think. Yep. So this was nice for her to come back and get a, a nice, easy, clean win over Sonia Deville, the celebrated hometown heroes. Welcome. I'll give it to Bianca Belair. Yeah, Bianca Belair is a good pick, too, because, I mean, prior to WWE tweeted out some video of people losing championships in their hometown. <laughs> Sasha Banks was on that list. Uh, John Cena. Bret Hart was in Montreal, but they counted Canada as his hometown. He was on that Kinda list. Kind of weird, but okay. So, yeah, shout out to Bianca Belair for avoiding great company but she would have been on an, an infamous list of people losing championships in their hometown but i'm gonna give it to omas mvp and bobby lashley who took that arm wrestling segment that could have it could have just been a throwaway and realistically it should have just been a filler throwaway segment but they managed to make everybody look good at what they're there to do right bobby lashley still came off as looking like the almighty 
and the MVP came off as like this weaselly person who's under Bobby Lashley's skin. And Omas, even though he lost the arm wrestling match, still comes off as a credible, dominant giant as he, he left Bobby Lashley laying and, and destroyed the arm wrestling table. So I'm going to give it to those three um, for keeping this, this storyline interesting when it probably, other storylines would have lost steam by this point. It would have been a dip, but they keep elevating. I was going to give it to Omas because he finally, to me, he finally seems very scary. He's seeming very scary. I'm scared to death of him. <laughs> yeah. If I were, if I were a little, just the way I was scared of the great Muda and Kamala, I would have been, I, I would be scared of Omas, terrified of him. He's gargant. Yeah. He's. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm finally sort of buying him as, uh, as, as the ultimate heel that he is. And he also, I also got to give a shout out to Omas because he is now, uh, he's in the expansion pack for WWE. Oh, 2K that's right. Is that out today? And I got to download. I got to buy it. I can't wait. I, I have to play as Omas. No, I got to download it too. You just reminded me. I think it's today. It's out. Well, listen, that, so that's that, happening. That beatdown after of Bobby Lashley after the arm wrestling, I, he had a different viciousness to him for sure. Yes, yeah. he did. He's not did you see around. the veins in Bobby Lashley's upper body when he was doing the arm wrestling? I've never seen anything like that in my life. Veins galore. Popping and popping. Veining and veining. Oh, popping yeah. and popping. Um, Rosenberg beats at gmail.com. Reach out. Next week, we will come back. It'll be our big WrestleMania backlash preview. Can you believe it? That that the the first pay per view after WrestleMania is when you're officially moving on past WrestleMania season. Oh boy! Before you know it, you blink. Almost, before you know it, you blink, and then it's WrestleMania again. You know what? You know what I can't wait for WrestleMania. Same. <laughs> I can't wait. WrestleMania Hollywood. <laughs> All right, guys, do us a favor. Take it easy. Stay mage and eat your bagels with cream cheese. For God's right. sake, it's the only way to do it. Please or margarine. Maybe if you if you if you have margarine. If you're in if a you're pinch, vi- margarine. Yeah, and if you're visiting your mother's house, you, and you're taking a bagel, it's like a Lender's bagel from the freezer. Ugh. I like Lender's bagels. If you're in a pinch. If you're in a pinch, okay. I like Lender's bagels. I I'll, I like I like Fresca. You know, if they don't have Sprite or real soda. <laughs> Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. <laughs>